Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Lucy Cecil. And I'm Olivia Taylor. Oh, we're back, baby. We said it last time. (laughs) We'll say it again. That's right. For reasons many. It's been a very, very long time since we did a podcast again. Um, But I just won't be blamed for it. I mean, I'll be blamed for it, but I won't be held accountable for it. Yeah, no, it's it's true. We thought we were back and then we weren't back, but I think we're kind of back now. We're back, right? Yeah, I think we're Maybe. back now for a bit, at least. Definitely. <laughs> let's, let's say two <laughs> weeks, at least. <laughs> yeah. A, a woman who is hedging her bets. We'd love to see it. Um, yeah. How are you? How have the past uh, however many weeks been? Let's fill everybody in. Yeah, God. Well, it has been, I think, six weeks since our last record. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, a lot has happened. Um, I've been doing loads of bits. I stopped working. I have had some writing su- project success, which has been very exciting. Done some sort of pitching to actual people, which has been thrilling um, and very like uh, unexpected opportunity and very uh fun uh but sort of like the kind of thing that you didn't expect to be doing at this point in your like new fledgling career quote unquote as trying to do some writing so um yeah that's been really really fun but a lot very full-on lots to do and lots of uh lots and lots of long drives but it's fine you know you know I love to be behind the wheel so (laughs) she's been on the open road um and then went on a holiday to Devon with my family um which was really nice super fun had some nice weather not all nice weather but most mostly nice weather thank god um loads of ice cream loads of eating fry ups on the beach my favorite thing in the world um and like we stayed in this um house which was part of this old estate like a huge old country estate um which was just amazing and it had its own private beach which was wild but like to get there you had to like traverse down like a couple of miles down like a cliff um and the the whole like uh i did also did a walk from there to lime regis with my cousin um and uh it was like one of those treacherous walks i've ever done <laughs> so muddy just like roots everywhere it was and and sarah my cousin who does loads of walking she was like this is one like the most like mental walks i've ever done she was like this is wild um but it was so fun and like the 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 sort of undercliff there has its own sort of like microclimate and it's almost like it felt like being in a jungle in like southeast asia um it was so humid and lush and like very rainforesty um so it was beautiful loved that Um, and just had a very nice time and then um, yeah I've just been I don't know it sounds weird but recovering from my holiday and all of those things but you know like after you do I think especially after having done like we've you know everyone will be saying haven't done a lot for a while and then did a lot very quickly Um, and it was very very welcome and very nice but um, it just is nice to do nothing sometimes isn't it (laughs) who who knew and what have you been up to I mean I I'm very contrarian in that way that like if I do one thing I'm like I must do nothing and I'm absolutely spent I cannot possibly do another thing nobody speak to me and then if no one does doesn't speak to me for like half an hour I'm like having an existential crisis and I need to go out and that's kind of what happened last week because um I got told to self-isolate for six days and I was at my flat so no one else here and it was boring oh man yeah 
so boring. So yeah, it was a very existential week, but um, luckily didn't develop any COVID symptoms and whatever. So that was fine. Um, but yeah, back out in the world um, again. I mean, had I had I been on my holidays when when we came back? No, like, you you were about to go on them, which is why I think it's been so long. Oh no no no! Or had you just come back from them? I, don't I know. think you. <laughs> I don't remember. Like, have I told the story about the ghost? No, you haven't. Because that that's the reason why it's been so long, I think. Because you initially, the first week after our last record, you went on holiday. Then I was doing loads of bits. And then I went on holiday. That's why it's been so long. Um, so, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, I went on holiday. I went to Whitby for a long weekend. That was really cool. Um, the place that we stayed in was haunted by a 17-year-old called James. And that is another story for another day. But... Um, that was very interesting and then um did did a lot of like having some seafood and having some walks and being on a boat so that was really nice and then I went to West Wales um which I've never been to before like around like the Cardigan Bay area and that was amazing really nice very chilled out experience and then did my absolute favorite thing to do in life which is having a chippy and watching Father of the Bride which is like my my evening of comfort that's like what I need to do to like recalibrate myself and I'm not ashamed absolutely perfect centering activity yeah um I am an anti-Myers stan and interestingly when I was away timed perfectly I don't know if anyone's ever listened to the companion podcast um to the A Beautiful Mess blog, but they have a podcast as well. And then when I was away and watching that film and having a chippy, they released a podcast about how like you can achieve the Nancy Myers aesthetic in your own home and um, like doing deep dives on like the different houses featured in the films. Oh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. So get me one of those giant kitchens with Meryl Streep in ASAP, please. Oh, and yeah. Um, I'll be fine. Um, yeah, so I did that. That was really, really great. Um, felt very blessed and then came back, did a few things and then self-isolated. And then, yeah, um, the past week was good. I was able to go out into the world again, went to the theatre for the very first time, which was an absolutely amazing experience, but more on that later. And uh, been for a few drinks, um, done a little bit of shopping and been to the nail salon for the first time in about 18 months and had my nails done. So I'm feeling like, I don't know, more like a woman who gets her nails done, which is nice, or a person who gets their nails done. So yeah, here they are. Wiggly. oh lovely were you allowed to, oh they're so nice yeah were you allowed to like get the nails or whatever kind of nail it is that you want that you were put on the most wanted list for not being allowed to have because it's been so long what you like weren't allowed to have gels or acrylics or something like they like you'd, you'd had them too much so you're like you shouldn't have had them oh anymore. yeah i was like <laughs> yeah when i when i got cut off god that was so long ago yeah um no i was allowed to have whatever i wanted because it's been a long time but this this is a new place that i haven't been to before and if you are looking to get nails in any way that you want to have them then follow nails by george on instagram because she is who does my nails and she can just do anything and anything your heart desires you can get on your nails and that's just a freeing a freeing uh concept full of possibilities absolutely amazing yeah that sounds so good I can attest that your nails are very nice and I look personally look forward to seeing them in person when I see you this weekend so uh, that'll be nice (laughs) on the same thread as that what are you living and looking for Liv 
Well, I am living for the fact that we are reunited after many weeks apart. It's been very strange to me to not be doing any, um, not to be doing any recording and knowing all of your movements. It's very um, disconcerting to not know your coordinates at any time. You know how I like to know where my friends are. I get a bit nervous if, if I can't pin you down. So glad to have you back pinned. And so I'm living for that. And I am longing for a new documentary, which is coming out in the UK later this summer called Roadrunner, which is a documentary of Anthony Bourdain, who, if you've been listening to this podcast from the beginning or from just probably any point, you will know, is one of my absolute idols in life. I absolutely love Anthony Bourdain and still, you know, mourn his loss all the time and think about that all the time and um I can't wait to see it and I think it'll be really good I think it might have gone to Cannes already and it, and it was out in um it's out in the US tomorrow so by the time this podcast goes out it will already be out so if you're any of our US listeners and you get to go and see it um do let me know how you get on with it and if you enjoy it and I'll just be hitting refresh until it comes to some of our independent cinemas here or you know maybe Netflix will take it up but I do really want to see it in a cinema um because I don't know I just think it'll be like something that will be really nice to experience in that way and I just yeah I just think it'll be a very moving thing to watch and I think that like what he's done with food and what he's done with culture and just his whole legacy is um very uh inspiring it's just so so sad that he's not here anymore so yeah I really want to see that film yeah absolutely yeah big big fan as well I'm very much looking forward to that and I do think from what I've seen with like a few people who have seen it already it is very very moving if you're if you are or aren't a fan um of his but yeah uh, an amazing life and one that will be very I can imagine very well documented so hopefully it will be a uh, good to watch that would be great in a cinema actually so yeah that would be nice to see have you been back to the cinema yet I haven't but I really want to go and see In the Heights the Lin-Manuel Miranda movie have you seen that no I've not um I, I can't decide if I want to see it or not or if it's I, I can't decide if it's like too much <laughs> it, lo- it looks like what do you mean what it looks like it's like so like I love musicals but it looks so musically I don't know if that's just like the trailer though like because the tra- trailers can often like these days do everything a bit too much so in my opinion and make okay. things like too that's- like too yeah just too much so I don't know if it's like they're like it's kind of like one one note of like a being at a 10 yes. yeah kind of. Yeah, right. yeah, but but it probably isn't. But I think that's just what the trailers made me feel. So, um, but you know, obviously right. I'm a fan of Lin Manuel. So I don't know why. Yeah, I've, I've only seen the trail once. I only seen the trail once, and I just saw Lin Manuel Miranda, Miranda and was like, I want to see that. So, um, but I do know a few people who've been to see it and they've gone back to see it again. So you know, we'll see. But maybe I guess it could be a bit greater showmany, in which case maybe not. But um, yeah. I do want to go and see that because um, I haven't been back to the cinema yet. I know you've been back, haven't you? Yeah, I went to see um, First Cow uh, at home in Manchester. It was very exciting to go back to home. Very, very nice place in Manchester that we love. And it was uh, a really great new film, by which is like just about basically it's basically like frontier set in the frontier like in the states but it's not like all guns blazing kind of like in the way that a lot of like 
Western frontier stuff is. It's very, very slow, very well paced, but it's like a really great other look at how frontier life would be for people who were maybe like a bit more meek and mild. So um, yeah, loved it. Really, really good film. Um, would recommend it. And being back at the cinema was very, 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 very nice. And how did you find wearing a mask for that time? Was it all uh, right? No, yeah, it was fine. Yeah. It is fine. Um, yeah, I would love to go back to home, um, especially for the real deal. I think I think I mentioned it on the podcast a long time ago that I found a ticket stub for the real deal, and I like cried when we were in like the height of COVID because I was just like, <laughs> I'd forgotten about the real deal. It's like you know, like when um, in the Handmaid's Tale, they like go to that like storefront that sells the salted caramel ice cream, and they like have this visceral memory. It was kind of like that. Um, <laughs> that so I, I want to go back. I need to go back for the real deal if such a thing exists, but also like. Like they can, I'll, I can make a special dispensation to do the the full whack ticket experience for home because um, I'm sure that they have struggled over the past 18 months. So um, yeah, if you're in Manchester, get down to home, see what's on. Um, it's always got some good stuff going on. And what are you um, living and longing for this week, Lucy? You know, I'm a sporty spice and I can't pretend that I haven't been living for anything else other than the football over the past six weeks, as there has been a whole international tournament since we last recorded which is wild (laughs) that's how long it's been i have been absolutely living for the uh, england journey and uh i'm not like ashamed of it at all and i love football it depends you know some queers do who knew so you heard it here first so yeah i've just been living for it. it's been great i've football i think i've really got into in the past five or so years in general I've always liked it obviously uh, well not obviously but I have always liked it um but um and I think especially over lockdown once like Premier League came back and stuff it was very much something that helped me to have a sense of time passing and to have something that was like happening each weekend like a thing to follow that was occurring and then yeah. for that to then be an international tournament which is like my favorite way of football anyway so yeah I just loved it loads I, I think I think it's because I, I was talking I've been talking about it a lot obviously with my family and stuff um and I think the reason why I love international football so much is because like I don't have like a club team because I don't really feel wedded or tied to anywhere in the UK specifically or I don't feel like I can cl- lay claim to a, a club but I do feel like I am English uh, for my sins so um it is something that I I can like have a sense of place with, have a sense of like identity with, which it turns out is important. Um, so yeah, so been loving it. Um, obviously we didn't win, but I was not bothered at all about not winning. I was just very, very pleased that we got to the final. Um, yeah, there's been some absolute like dog shit after that, as was inevitable. I think the the most pressing thing about that was the, the inevitability of it. And yeah, but very, very proud, very, very pleased. And I had a fucking great time. So keep doing it. And that is what I've been living for. Yeah, it's it's so disappointing everything that that happened off the back of that. But hopefully the positive voices that have come out of that to show support and rally round is hopefully drowning some of that out. But it's just like so ridiculous that that even, you know, needs to happen to kind of like mop, try and attempt to mop up the vitriol of um, some people in this country. One thing that really did make me smile, though, was whenever, so everyone's like sharing all these posts at the moment. And obviously, like, we're all, you know, going on to Instagram to see what's going on um, and what the latest is in terms of like the, the reaction since um, since the final. Every single post from every single football that I've seen, you've liked. Every single one. <laughs> I, knew someone, I knew someone would like that. I should have known it would have been you. 
I was like in Everything my in my head because I because I just like them like automatically. So I'm like yes, yes. And um, I was like <laughs> in my head, in my head, I was like the only person who's gonna see this is um. I didn't think about you. I thought like Adam might see this, but he won't say anything. But no, I've been caught out as a as a huge stan. <laughs> I mean, no, it's fine. It made me it made me smile. I was like, oh, the the football lover lives here on in, on Instagram. She does. She does. I bought my first England shirt, Olivia. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can. I thought you would have had one. No, I have England shorts, but I've never had a shirt because I've always felt like I, I don't know. I've always like just not felt like I could wear one, but now um, I do feel like I can wear one, so I have one, and I'm very pleased with it. And um, I will be wearing it every time I watch England play now, so <laughs> that's nice for me. Yeah, nice. uh, yeah. So that's what I've been living for, and very excited for all the other. You know, we got Tokyo Olympics. So you can watch the women's football team who are sick. Obviously, they've got Euros yeah. next year, which will be sick. So I uh, just and you know that it's a record number of queer people that are in the Olympics this year. So that's great. Yeah, I saw that news story today. That's brilliant. Like, love, love, love to see it. Obviously, yeah. So that's what I've been living for. Uh, Sporty Spice over and out. Um, and I have been longing for now. So I was, I was thinking like, what am I longing for? And I was thinking like, well, I mean, we can go to the club next week. Like we could go to the club when this comes out, we will be able to go to the club. But I was like, am I longing for that though? And then I had a weird existential moment where I decided, I, I don't know how I feel about that yet. So that's fine. And I think that's fine to not know how I feel, but you know, we'll learn in time how we feel and that's fine and I'm sure I'll be in the club before we know it and I am also always longing for the club TM exactly what you mean because it's kind of like a notional sense and I think when we didn't know that we could go we wanted to go so badly because we we want to go in an environment where it feels safe and like it's fine to be in the club and I guess like there's a question mark over whether that is like actually the case by next week and that is the tricky bit but also I'm just like dying to sort of go out and support those places who have had like no help and especially queer venues and I don't know it's yeah it it's very very difficult to know what do the best I'll probably do the thing that I do always in life which is just like wait two weeks and see what other people are doing and then like decide how I feel I will probably just like do it pretty soon but who knows <laughs> like and mainly because I feel like very strongly about supporting the places you know going to all these old haunts we haven't been able to go to and have the full experience and stuff and like yeah I don't know yeah we'll see we'll see but anyway so I am longing for that but um over that what I thought was very funny is that what I am longing for is um I, as I said earlier I'm meeting you at the weekend with a couple of other friends and we're going to do an ale trail which I thought was <laughs> is sort of like the it's sort of like the it's sort of the opposite of the club not quite but it's like it's very different version of the club but um I feel very pleased that we've decided to do that I've never done a full ale trail before so on the train so um yeah very pleased I haven't I have borne witness to them on the train back from Sheffield many times coming back to like my mum's house as a student I would always be on the same train and um I was like oh that looks fun like every time and there'd be always like somebody playing some kind of lute or something I don't know it's very that (laughs) but we will have a good time so bring your lute at the weekend please don't forget it 
absolutely I will be looting all all day long so um yeah that is what I am living and longing for well I have to say I do love how on a slow news day they bring out like some kind of random stat report about like so many people think this and then here's a headline like born out of this study of like 50 people or whatever anyway no shade but I did see something like that today and um, the headline was that 85% of LGBTQ plus relationships actually start out as friends, which I thought was a really, really high number. And I was quite surprised by that. So I wanted to ask, you know, our listeners and ask of ourselves, like whether that has been our experience or our experience of our friends, and whether or not you think that in general, you should keep a separation between church and state like your friends are your friends your girlfriends are your girlfriends you should never like never the twain the shall meet yeah you should like never mix the two in life like is it a hard and fast rule that you live by I know like some of our friends do have that rule and other friends have like dated friends so yeah I just wondered like what you and if that is like something that you sort of come down on one side or another because I thought 85 percent is pretty high yeah that is very high actually it's surprisingly high um I feel like of my experience and thinking through what I know of people, my queer mates and stuff, I feel like I can't think of many who were friends beforehand, really. Like, I think that there's very much, like most of the people I know in queer relationships tend to have like then the integration of friendships and stuff, which I think is great. I love that personally. I do think that there should be times where you it's not fully integrated maybe and you know, you do still do stuff with your mates and your partner does stuff with their mates and blah 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 I think that's very important to not always feel like you have to do everything once everyone's mates if that makes sense um uh but starting relationships I I I can only think of a couple that I know that were like a couple as in one or two not one couple um, who who started off started off properly as mates like I mean, do, what what counts as friends? Because I mean, is is it like a correlation between the fact that like uh, you will maybe do LGBTQ plus relationships? Do, do they tend to get to know somebody a lot more before they get in a relationship with them, or is that is that the same thing as being a friend with somebody? Or do they literally mean you've been friends for years or friends for blah, blah, blah. I, I just yeah. wonder what that and means. And I wonder because like. Another thing that's super popular is like people not really understanding the nature of like the initial chirps. Like, are you going for a drink as friends or are you going for a drink as like a date or, you know, what is the situation? So I guess sometimes those things could maybe like stretch out for a bit and you might think you're friends, but in the back of your mind, you're hoping they'll be more than that. So you sort of would say we were friends first, maybe. Yeah. It has this romantic vibe. But I guess what I'm talking about is like, say you've been friends with someone for like years and then you just like start going out with them but you've like always seen them in a platonic role in your life and then that shifts like that can't be 85 percent of people surely no that's such a high number and like I can think of like one two people that I know were like mates before and even then not mates for like so long and probably not platonic mates probably like maybe always you know had a had a thing for the person or something um so yeah I don't know that's a very very high number I've been very intrigued to see their their uh their study and where the, where they've got that 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 from um I, I don't think there's any yeah. there's, you know I don't think there's anything wrong with it obviously I think great if you want to go out with your mate, okay. go out with your mate but like, but I think for me, like with 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 friends, especially after a while, a thing that happens is that this sort of curtain comes down and it's almost like 
you can just never view them in that way. Like, I don't think I would ever experience like a Chandler and Monica situation where I would be in such close quarters friendship wise with somebody for many years and like share that like platonic intimacy. And then all of a sudden that would just shift. Like, I can't really imagine that. I sort of feel like I get people into a zone and they're in that zone and like, no matter how great that they are, no matter how good looking they are, no matter what, how funny they are, like, I couldn't see them in that way because like, I can see them for other people and like know those things in my head to be like, oh, you're amazing. But I don't know, like, it's almost like you take the friendship pill and you can't like untake that pill for, for me anyway. No, I agree. Um, I feel very, sim- I, I can't imagine that happening um, to me. Like, no, it doesn't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, that's very intriguing to me that so many people have done that. Um, uh, but yeah, great, fine, do it, whatever. Um, but like, yeah, it, it could, it could, it could think, it could maybe never be me. <laughs> I'm not going to say never. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> Watch out, Olivia, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I know, I will, this time next year we'll be announcing our wedding. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting. I mean, absolutely nothing wrong with it from my perspective. I just probably can't think of myself doing it but anyway um yeah I thought it was interesting to um to raise from the news desk and um secondly a bit of great news is that MJ Rodriguez um of Pose fame has um been nominated as um a lead actor at the Emmys and that's the first time that um a trans actor has been um nominated in a lead role so that is great news and she did such a good performance in the last series of Pose and the whole series of Pose so um if, if you don't know she plays Blanca who's kind of like the the house mother in the series Pose which is all about like ballroom culture and communities in the 80s and 90s um and yeah she's fantastic in it so well 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 deserved um and I really hope that um that she wins I don't know who else is nominated but I just think she did a really really good job and I probably cried my eyes out a total of 567 times watching the final series it's very cathartic and very emotional but they just didn't hold back they were just like this is the final series and we're going to like give you everything of the emotions. So yeah, it's, it's a lot to, it's a lot to take in, but it's fantastic bit of telly. And I definitely feel that gap knowing that there's not anything at the moment that I can think that's really replacing that or sort of like replacing that role in my sort of like entertainment life, I suppose. So um, I suppose. So um, yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what, what comes next and what Janet Mock does next as well. And yeah, it was just such a good, such a good show. So definitely watch that when you can. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to watching the third season. Haven't got around to it yet, but I'm sure I will eventually. Um, And yeah, stunning performance as always. So very pleased to hear about the nomination Um, and just that show. You know, we've spoken about it a few times. If you don't know, just watch it just very 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 good telly and speaking of oh look we're back speaking of here we are again speaking of telly what else have you been watching in this past large swathe swath swathe how will you say that of time i'm sure you've got a few series under your belt yeah i have so um i've been watching the new series the handmaid's tale which 
has not really been that queer so far so you know whatever but it's just it's same usual just like harrowing experience obviously cried at that because I cry at everything one series that I really really enjoyed and was very sad to see the back of was the final series of Shrill which I watched probably a month ago oh it was brilliant it was absolutely brilliant like really sort of like nuanced powerful stories of you know friendship and identity and sort of being in a particular phase of life and sort of personal personal growth and all of those things that you know take place a lot of the time around late 20s early 30s and the acting in it's amazing the music in it's amazing and A.D. Bryant's outfits are a character in and of themselves I'm obsessed with her I'm obsessed with all of her clothes I just want to rip them from her wardrobe and put them into my wardrobe so if anybody knows her and you know can make me be friends with her that'd be great thank you so much yeah really really enjoyed it uh, Lolly Adafope um absolute standout in it this series so so funny and just you know a very kind of multifaceted look at, at Andy who's the main character and like how she responds to things and how she kind of how she kind of comes to a point in her life where she knows that she has to like grow out of something and into something else and how she needs to do that and like I think sometimes we can settle into an identity or a a state of mind that we think is like completely us. And then we sort of question those things and we have to like work through those things in order to like move forward properly. And I think it kind of shows that, which is quite a difficult thing to explore because it's not like immediately obvious. And like, it doesn't necessarily end in this super sort of tied up, really satisfying way. But I think that what you get out of it is more of the little things rather than the the big things. And you have like a lot of hope for that character, which I think kind of gives you hope for yourself in a sense, because you can sort of relate to her so much and relate to the characters um, in the series. So yeah, I, I, I couldn't recommend that enough. It's a really, really good series. And the third series is possibly the best that that they've done so yeah nice very uh resounding um review there i i i started shrill a bit ago season one it didn't take to it at that time but um i didn't necessarily dislike it i think i just wasn't at you know in the mood for that kind of thing at that point or something so i will definitely go back to it um as i've heard only good things from many people including yourself yeah it's really really good and i've watched a couple of other things but i'm just going to give you the highlights because don't waste your time on anything else that's not top notch but what i will say is i mentioned earlier on um in the podcast that i went to the theater for the first time and i can tell you a bit about that so i went to see um a play called bloody l at the royal exchange theater which is in manchester it's a fantastic theater it used to be the old stock exchange it's in the round um it's really an amazing theater if you can if you can get there and go and see something it's obviously been closed for ages and when I went it just opened back up and it was such a nice experience everybody was absolutely buzzing to be there and like all the people who were working there were so happy and couldn't like do enough wanted to really talk to you all the time and it was just like really really nice and I went to the press night the opening night of Bloody L which is this one woman show and um, performed by this actor called Lauren Redding um, who's also a musician and it's um, described as a gig musical and I wasn't really sure what to expect going in because when you think gig musical I was sort of thinking it would be like somebody maybe like singing folky songs about their like first girlfriend and their like angst about it like I sort of thought it would be like that and I was like oh like that might be quite cute but I don't know 
Anyway, it's absolutely transformative. It was amazing. I cannot believe how talented this one person is. And it'd be amazing if we can ever get to speak to her for the podcast, because I just think that she's fantastic. And it chronicles this story. So it's a one woman, it's a one woman show. And she plays all of the characters that are featured in the show. So she's everybody. And she also performs music live. And she's an amazing singer, an amazing musician as well. So she is working hard for the money because it's not exactly a short play either. And um, she really manages to create this world that has like such depth and richness and character development yet she's all of the characters it's kind of wild and it tells a story um which is from her own perspective it's based on her own life and it goes back 10 years ago to when I think she's probably about 17 18 and she is working in like I couldn't really tell whether it's like a chippy or whether it's like a place that's a bit like nachos but it's called chips and dips Um, And that's where she works. And it's some chips and it's some dips, but I don't know in what form those chips and dips appear. Um, But anyway, she works there and she works there full time. And she uh, it's it's summer and she meets this girl called Elle who gets a summer job there over the holidays before she starts uni. And it's about the kind of blossoming relationship that they have and what happens between them over that summer and what happens to them at the end of that summer and kind of beyond in a sense and how that relationship has impacted her life and just everything that happens from that summer on. And it's just such good storytelling. It's so rich and emotional and it makes you just absolutely laugh your head off and then you're just like crying your eyes out. And I just wasn't expecting it. And it was so funny because I will cry at stuff. So that's not necessarily like a measure of how sad something is necessarily because I do cry a lot. But I cried for like the last 15 minutes nonstop. I got out of the theater and continued to cry. And then I got home and I was still crying. Like that's not normal. Like that's not how I normally react to things that I go and see or experience. I'm literally like thinking about it now and I like feel so just like, oh, it was it was so emotional and the way that she told this story. And I think, you know, obviously in the last couple of years, it's been brilliant that we've had so much out there that has told queer stories in in a lot of different ways. And we've had access to that media and, you know, that has been quite mainstream, which has been wonderful. But I think the specificity of this story really just struck such a chord with with me and you know it's not it's not the same it's not the same story but I identified with so many aspects of it and identified with so many like feelings and experiences that Lauren had and I think it speaks to quite an underrepresented part of you know the queer experience in media like it's not necessarily this like high gloss experience where it's like super sexualized or it's you know it's about your life day to day and it's about your mates and it's about how you feel and it's about what your future is going to be and how you know all of those things fit together like that's what it is when you're like 16 and 17 and working these things out like it's not skins do you know what I mean and I think that is something that hasn't necessarily been shown in the way that it is shown in that play and it's just amazing. So I think it's on till the end of the month. 
So if you can see it, you absolutely should. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I'm going to try and catch it before it ends. Um, so, but it, but from your view and everyone else I know has seen its reviews, sounds like it's stunning and hopefully will go on to maybe be performed elsewhere. So hopefully, um, you know, in the future, people can catch it as well. Um, yeah, it sounds very, very good. Um, and I would like to go and hopefully I will. Um, and that is a very, very stunning review. So it obviously, you know, touched obviously like spoke to you in a way that is um you know on a level uh that uh and that intrigues me anything that you know does that for someone and and i you know i i hope to see it as well so um yeah royal exchange theater and hopefully it will go elsewhere if it's you know it seems to have had like a really good run yeah i think i think it has to and i also think that the, if you don't live in manchester i think there's a live stream option as well and if you do live in manchester or if you can get to the royal exchange there's also a pay as you feel program so it's from as little as three pounds to as much as 50 so it's really you know very accessible to a lot of people to be able to go and see it which is fantastic and um uh, you know, good um, COVID distancing measures and uh, everything's kind of like quite well organised in that regard as well. So if you're a bit worried about what going back to the theatre will be like, um, my experience of it was very good. So hopefully, um, you know, if you go, it will be as well. Um, but yeah, lots of options there. And um, yeah, I, I just think if you can see it, it's just such a brilliant thing to see. I'd love for you to see it just so we can talk about it. Yeah, it's great. I will do my utmost. And um, how about you? Have you uh, watched or done anything particularly gay in the cultural sphere lately, Lucy? Uh, yeah, I've watched a bunch of stuff um, in terms of queer queer bits. Um, I watched Feel Good Season 2. Um, which oh, yeah, I did that as well. I assumed you will have done as well, yeah, um, which is May Martin's, uh, you know, TV vehicle um, that uh, they've created. Um, and I think the first season came out, was it last year? It was at the beginning of lockdown, wasn't it? Because we all watched it, like, did oh, like yeah, a... with that, like, group. Yes. yes. That's so funny. That seems so long ago. I mean, it was quite long ago. Um, and, yeah, season two was, uh, that was on Channel 4. Season two was picked up by Netflix, and they're both on Netflix now, so you can watch both if you haven't seen either. Um, and I, I just find it, like, it's like such a sort of like softly effective uh comedy like it's it doesn't do anything like brashly or anything like that it's very like there's a lot of deadpan humor which i appreciate um and it's you know it's very funny and warm um whilst also being about you know very important and you know quite can be quite dark uh uh life experiences like addiction and uh, this season turns more into sort of um uh may may's character like looking at a a trauma they experienced as a younger person um and i thought that it dealt with that really well um like whilst you know talking about those topics and and showing how they can make someone feel whilst also uh you know still being having lightness and levity and humor uh combined into that and i think a lot of people um one of the main like standouts in in the in the series is that the the relationship between the 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 two characters um may and what is her name george 
um, is like just really tender and sweet and you sort of are rooting for them. You like them loads and it's really nice uh, when they're together and, and, you're, and you're sad when they're not. And that's like quite, you know, it's a good thing to, to have in telly. Um, and yeah, I personally, uh, I would recommend, it. I think it's a really great series. Um, and personally, I just wanted to have a massive shout out to the scene, which is where they're stuck in an escape room, like with their, <laughs> with their like, like as yeah. exes like split yeah. up um and i just thought that was so funny um and... that is so like true as well like <laughs> that would so happen exactly everyone would be like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine to yeah. go to this escape room this themed escape room with my ex of two days no problem yeah exactly and they both like have their well like george has brought like her new like uh sort of guy she's seeing and so may brings along like a friend who is actually in love with her but like she like but they don't know that. So, um, and it's just the perfect being in the escape room. What, what a place to set that. Love that so much. So yeah, I would really highly recommend it. What, what did you think of the second series? I, I love the, the guy who plays their roommate, Phil, um, because um, it's not really a spoiler, but they end up going to stay at May's parents' house and Phil comes along and it's so cute. And Phil like does what like I sometimes want to do, which is like hang out with the parents because I love parents as a thing. Um, and like, he's just like, I can't really like deal with your drama. Like, I just want to like eat some like nice charcuterie boards with your parents or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I can totally get with that. Um, and he just like genuinely wants to just like have a nice time with them. And um, I love how, you know, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a waif and they, um, are able to take themselves out of their own drama and like be there for him as well, which I think is is nice because sometimes like I think you can feel like these characters are like absolute like monster narcissists and like why would anyone be friends with them? But you can actually see why you'd be friends with them because of Phil. So I think that was really cute. And I think Lisa Kudrow is just so funny in it as the mom. Like the comic timing, shut up. That is so funny. Um and yeah, I, I just thought it, it was it was brilliant. And I think that, you know, it feels a bit surreal in the sense of like when the characters are speaking, you can like really tell that it's scripted. It's not like how normal people speak to each other. Um, but that is fine. Like that that just makes it funny and it makes it quick and sharp. Um and I think you can suspend your disbelief to sort of like give in to that way that they write the script. Um, so yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Um, I'm actually going to see May Martin, I think later on this year, I've got tickets to see them. So that'd be nice. Yeah. And I just think that all in all, very good. Would watch again. Absolutely. Um, and I assume there will probably be another season or May Martin will go on to do other great bits um, with their writing partner, who I can't remember their name right now. I apologize. But yeah, very good. I don't, stuff. Think, it needs, I don't think it needs another season. I feel I, like it was kind of tied up at the end. I definitely don't think it needs it and don't really want another season because I don't like it when things go on for too long. But I wouldn't put it past netflix to maybe want to make another one but maybe if if you know but if there's nothing more that may and their right partner i like, don't want to say about within the feel-good world i'm sure that there's more to come from that partnership and you know of a similar ilk which will be good i'm sure also actually i watched the speaking of um final seasons of things netflix 
Netflix finished it, but apparently they said that they would do another. But anyway, it's finished on the fourth series and it is Atypical, which I've spoken about on the podcast before. I don't know if, do you watch Atypical? Yes, I watched Atypical. But oh, I you do watch it, I haven't right? watched, I love Atypical, but I haven't watched the fourth season. So don't say anything, please. Can we talk about it when we oh, both watched it? <laughs> okay, no, I won't, I won't talk about it, but I'm, I'm so glad that you watch it. I don't think I knew that you did watch it. I think we've talked about it on, on the podcast before. I absolutely love it. Oh, I think well, it's, it's, been, it's, I think it's so good. It's all better off. Yeah, it's so good. Um, all right, well, we'll save that till when you've watched it. But, you know, just shout out to Bridget Lundy Payne because always shout out to Bridget Lundy Payne. Goes without saying we'll just... almost, which it yeah. has done every other episode where we haven't said it because we would have done. Yeah, and if we haven't said it, just know that we're saying it. So exactly. we're saying it. Um, all right, well, we'll circle back to Atypical, um, but obviously great. And anything else that you have enjoyed uh, yeah, I thought I'd just give a quick shout out. I, I was, I was um, as ever, um, no one will be surprised to hear, uh, wanting to watch something that was set in high school. Um, and I've, I feel like I've, I've right, I'm, this is like an over-exaggeration and definitely not true. But I often with high school things, I get to a point where I'm like, oh my God, have I completed high school, the genre? Like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I watched on Netflix um, Grand Army, uh, which is based in a school in New York. Um, and it's loosely based on a play, which was called Slut the Play. Um, and so it's sort of partly centered. So it's based on like a bunch of different characters at this school in, I think, I think it's Brooklyn or New York somewhere. I think it's Brooklyn. Um, and um, it's about a bunch of different characters and them going through their high school lives Um uh, but one of them, the thing that's sort of based around the play is that it, one of the main characters uh, is raped by her friends. Um, uh, and it sort of goes through the process of like exploring that via the, the like the fact that basically everyone says that she's like not a victim because she was quote unquote out of control when it happened kind of thing. So um, okay. it sort of goes through that whole process um, and it does it very well. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a good series. Um, there's there's some queerness in there as well. There's like one of the other characters has like a coming out storyline, um, which does a bit of like a classic, like, oh no, it's tragic. The parents can't handle it. Um, but uh, it's it's done well still. Um, and yeah, I liked it. I wouldn't say it's like amazing, but like it's, if you like high school, um, it, it, you know, it pushes those buttons. Um, but I did do some like reading around it just to see if it was going to be made into a second series or anything but i'm not sure uh, what will happen with it because um apparently three uh writers um who are people of color pulled out of the writers room citing racist exploit racist exploitation and abuse allegations against one of the creators so that obviously doesn't bode well um and is something that you know might mean that they don't make any more of the series or hopefully means that they will get you know, the right people in and get rid of anybody who's being racist. So um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's good, like solid high school drama. Um, but like, m- like, but maybe tries a little bit too hard in general, but I wouldn't not recommend it. That's, that's I know that's a weird review, but uh, if, if you like high school and you like me are grasping at straws, then <laughs> watch it. <laughs> And if you like things that are set like in in New York and feel very like a, a high school that you would never have gone to, then <laughs> watch it as well. I always like watch yeah. a lot of high school things and I'm like, oh my God, why is everyone's high school experience so <laughs> different to mine? 
I always imagine yours would be like an American high school because you were like in an expat school. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so some elements of it, but but some elements not so much. Um, but well, yeah. Actually, to be fair, my uh middle school experience was probably closer to an American school, and then my high school experience was in the UK. So best of both worlds. Ha ha ha. Um, yeah, but that's about all I've watched. Um, so, uh, but what about, what have you been listening to? What is your track of the week or track of the weeks that have been happening? Obviously don't give me six, but. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not going to give you your whole album again, don't worry. But um, off the back of our friend Sarah citing the fact that um, Dempsey's is going to be reopening in the next week or so. Um, I was just thinking, you know, like what a, uh, what are the songs that are just like making me feel in that space? So my track for this week is Evacuate the Dance Floor by Cascada. That's a perfect one. Very apt, very, very apt for this, the time when Dempsey's is going to reopen. Um, yeah, uh, very similarly, actually, my track of the week is also a club banger, which is not necessarily because the clubs are reopening. Um, I mean, it, it fits well because of that, but it's actually because... Um, when I <laughs> we couldn't stop singing it um when we were in Devon um and uh uh we like had to drive we all like congregated in this one village and then we had to drive to the house um and I I had driven there on my own at 6 a.m in the morning which was horrendous um but yeah <laughs> to beat traffic because I'd driven from my sisters who lives near near London so um and everyone else had come from like the north um and then I got to drive with uh like Izzy and Adam and Sarah in the car and we were, we were very excited so Izzy put on like big bangers and she put on DJ Sammy's heaven um but we were replacing the word heaven with Devon um and we thought we were very funny uh and it was just like one of those moments where like you just have a really you know fun time singing along to a song in a car uh and I love that kind of cheesy moments that you can have um and i love that song what a banger so uh that is my track of the week fab and what's a holiday without you know a cheesy in joke i think absolutely so it's been a while i'm sure there's been you know you've had lots of fun lots of nice things happening but i'm sure there's some things that you've you know have you know pecked your head during these last six weeks that's right, Olivia, it's time for... I don't agree with it. What do you not agree with this week? Well, I was like, do I go down the route of really trying to like drag something up that's maybe going to be like a bit funny, a bit irreverent for the podcast? Or am I just going to like speak my truth? And so I'm going to speak my truth because I'm not going to lie to you. It is boring, but it's really annoyed me, which is that I got some grapes from Aldi on Monday and I've gone to take them out to eat them today on Wednesday and they are covered in mold covered in mold but like not just even a tiny bit like it's a whole ecosystem of mold and I put them at the back of the fridge where they'd be really cold I'm absolutely fuming because I really wanted some grapes and I was annoyed all afternoon about it when did you buy them Monday afternoon and then you put and them it in the fridge Wednesday yeah what that's poor that's bad that's very bad yeah I know I also don't agree with that I hate especially grapes it tends to be doesn't it where you think it's all good and then you, you rip off that I always film grapes longer normally well I would expect longer than that yeah but they can turn very quickly which is sad for grapes and um yeah really really furry mold and horrid um yeah I yeah I also don't agree with that. that's very sad for you um and I'm sorry that you didn't have any grapes 
thank you so much um how about you um i don't agree with also like quite boring um but you know it's all about speaking our truth today like you said um i don't agree with right love the the hot weather love the sun love being able to sit outside loads love it but and this is specifically mostly at my parents house where i am today um i really don't agree with the fact that hot weather equals flies um now specifically at my parents house they have a lot of flies because we li- uh, live uh, they, they live in the countryside and there's a lot of cows around and cow fields so there are a lot of flies and as i am saying this i've just batted one off my leg um and they're just oh they're so horrible i hate and i hate that thing you know when you like <laughs> it's happened to me last night i was in bed uh, i've been like watching some stuff in bed and then I was like, right, time to, you know, go to sleep. Hadn't heard a fly this whole, I've been in there like two hours before I went to sleep. Hadn't heard a fly the whole time. Turned off the light. As soon as I like, you know, settle down, there's a fly. Uh. Of course there is. Of course there is. So I had to like turn on the lights. Get Because I can't sleep knowing that a fly could at any point buzz in my ear. Like, because I'm very sensitive to sounds. So. Um, I was so fuming I had to do like um, had to f- I did very luckily find it very quickly and get it out the window very quickly which was quite rare so I was pleased about that but I think what I'm gonna have to do is like what I used to have to do when I lived um, in in uh, in Asia which is not something I would expect to have to do here but here we are which is f- like fumigate the room like a couple hours before you go to bed <laughs> so you just spray it with like fly killer leave it and then by the time you go to bed, it'll be a fly-free zone. God, really? That's intense. There's so many flies here. My parents have like they have one of those big, like, um, big metal caged, like four strips of blue lights in the kitchen, which is so funny. Like, and then they have all those like hanging sticky strips, like everywhere. Like, there are just so many flies here. It's it's a real problem at this house. Um, and one that I really do not oh. agree with. Uh so Olivia, um, we're back this week um and a little birdie has told me that somebody else is back this week as well that's right it's time for Celine Watch so Lucy it can be none other than Celine Watch after a very long hiatus she is back with some well it's adjacently news I will say but you know I see something Celine I jump on it um because it's it's been a while and I've also just noticed another layer to this so it's an article that I saw in Variety and do you remember ages ago I think it was possibly our second episode or maybe the third that we entitled kooky futuristic ensemble yes never forget one of our absolute classics (laughs) right thank you um so Anyway, um, that was a, that was um, from some article um, describing what Celine Dion was wearing, which I also think might have been in Variety. But anyway, go on this article and the headline reads, Kooky Celine Dion drama. Aileen brings Titanic homage and leopard pants to Cannes and leaves people in tears. Sorry, but what a headline. So it's basically about the fact that um, she didn't go to the Cannes Film Festival this year, but um, there's been a French musical drama, which I think we've spoken about before, which um, is inspired by her life and it's called Aileen Um, and the premiere for it was on Tuesday and um, it's kind of like, 
an homage to um Celine and um Celine's life so it's sort of like inspired by her but not like exactly her I think and apparently it was received very well and people were crying because they were so moved by it and it has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment wow that's pretty high um yeah no that that sounds good um that's some very good Celine adjacent um news uh and I feel like we should probably watch that film when we can um because if it's got to do with Celine then it's something we probably should be uh uh, consuming and talking about uh and if people are crying and obviously i mean like you said before you cry at anything um i cry at some things so we'll see what happens um <laughs> when we finally watch this film <laughs> yeah i mean i will be crying because i am who i am but yeah um, it just made me laugh loads that it also um described it as kooky like whenever it's celine like that must be like the the the, the prefix the prefix is that what yeah yeah i don't know yeah um it must be that so yeah i thought that was dead funny and um that is what is going on in the world of celine this week and i think that is your lot that concludes everything for our first week back after thinking we were back but we weren't actually back but now we're really back kind of (laughs) but we don't promise anything so (laughs) and we can't promise anything anything can happen so you know just we like to keep you on your toes um, and treat you every now and then with a little podcast. So uh, yeah, no, it's great to be back and uh, we will we will aim to be back next week as well. Um, so <laughs> uh, whilst we, uh, you know, continue living our lives, but also very importantly, do this podcast every week, we will be loving you, leaving you and longing for you. Until next time. Bye. Bye-bye. very good very good that was good it was like an hour yeah yeah nice